ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. This is episode 61. Um, yeah, I'm Andre. And I'm Chris. How's or going, as man? I like to say, the Roger Maris of this oh, podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. That's the only thing I could think of when it came <laughs> to like 61. <laughs> sports. Well, speaking of sports, uh, man, Roy Williams called it a day. Um Thank God. Well, I think I, I know I, I I know where you're going, and I was not going to uh, fall into that. You're not going to take the bait. Um, no, I was like, no, nah, I'm going to hard pass on that. But I know after his, he's had a couple health scares, and I think it's a good time. I, I know a lot of the the older coaches are they love the game, but it's like even I would retire, you know, I would probably be like, yeah, I'm going to call it a day on this one. So, yeah, um, I am, um, you know, I mean, I have a lot of respect for Roy Williams as the, you know, the accomplishments that he has obviously as a college basketball coach, um, despise him simply from a <laughs> rivalry standpoint. Um, but at the same time, like as much as, you know, I've I've spent a lot of my NC State fandom hearing not our rival and other garbage like that. Um, he certainly took the rivalry seriously, and he hated losing to NC State as much as anybody. Yeah. Um, what Great are coach. your thoughts on like the Hubert Davis hire, though? Um, I I think it's huge. Um, I mean, he has been the assistant for the last nine years. He did fill in a couple times when. Uh, coach Williams was you know out um Carolina well most of the teams in the ACC have a, a rich tradition so it, I don't think it's going to affect them in uh, recruitment I think that he's going to probably be able to keep the system alive and and you know do some of his own touches on it so I think it'll, it'll be good overall uh but we won't know until next season right so yeah definitely you know I mean it's it, it, it's funny because I've been listening to a lot of the questions about or a lot of podcasts and stuff like that about the NFL draft and, you know, this idea of like winning the draft, you know, winning right. draft day. And somebody made the point is like, I don't care. I think it was Jeff Saturday uh, on on like get up or something was saying, you know, I don't I don't care about winning the draft. Just I want to go win games. You know, like I don't yeah. care if I'm taking a guy at three that nobody else thinks should be taken there. If he's the guy I want, like I don't really care. If I can't get out of that spot to go get him where else I, where I think I can, then I'm just going to go ahead and take him. Like go get me victories on Sunday. That's all that matters. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I think in, in a lot of ways it's it's kind of the same, right? Like if, if he's successful, if he's able to do the things that you've outlined um, and win games, then, you know, I think it'll, it'll be a really, it'll obviously look like a really great hire. Um, you know, right. If it, if it doesn't pan out for one reason or another, then it becomes questions. But I think, you know, he seemed certainly like the, I don't even, I mean, I certainly don't, I wouldn't say safe choice. Um, but well, look at it, look at it this way. They didn't go on the outside trying to fill the spot. Right. So, that gives you a little bit of uh, see, and I I had heard because they didn't hire an outside firm like a lot of places do, right. you know, a search firm for filling those vacancies, and it kind of made me wonder, like, you know, is that just Dick Bedore being like, 
you know, zip flop. I know what I'm doing. Or is, like, is <laughs> 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 or in the moment, do you want somebody to like trust the people that are, you know, it's like, do you, do you want to, you know, design the blueprints for your house or do you want to pay an architect to do it? Right. Fair. Or do you design the blueprints for your house and get a structural engineer to validate them? Sure. So there's, there's a lot of different ways you could, you could spend that. Um, I think it says a lot about the confidence they have in Hubert Davis because he was the assistant coach. He didn't get passed over. He was considered for the job. And, you know, I think that speaks volumes. Doesn't, you know, does not indicate success or future success, but it's just a matter of like, yeah, they probably had a succession plan at some level, or uh, maybe even coach Williams had some input on who, you know, on how he felt about that. So there's a lot of things that aren't probably going to make the press that I feel, you know, outsider looking in where it makes sense to me. Uh, yeah. And I think, I mean, I, I agree. I certainly think that Will, coach Williams had a lot of input, you know, or at least they, they asked him. You know? right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think, you know, it shows, I think one, like it, it just kind of reaffirms what an upstanding guy Roy Williams is. You know? Right. Um, and again, that's coming from a, a diehard Wolfpack fan. And I know that that probably isn't going to make me a lot of friends and, uh raleigh but it's i mean it is what it is like i think ultimately it's kind of it's a lot like coach k like at the end of the day you kind of have to just have respect for the accomplishments uh the things that they've been able to achieve and tip your hat and say look man you know i hope we get to beat you every once in a while <laughs> like i guess that'll have to be good enough but um you know like i i certainly hope because i think ultimately like the acc and my interest in college basketball is a lot higher when the teams from the triangle are doing better you know like if carolina's having a down year and states up then it it doesn't like in some ways it's like haha yeah now you know what it feels like but at the same time like you want to beat them on a year when they're good and you're good yeah you You don't want the you don't want to take that win on a like an off season yeah And and i think even with the ncaa when looking back at the tournament I'm probably more interested when there's a few ACC teams in there. I'm, I know I'm definitely more interested when Syracuse and Connecticut, like they get further or they're able to compete because those are teams I grew up as a kid watching and following. Uh, but my heart in college basketball still kind of floats around the ACC team. So I was going to ask, um, did you, have you, did you watch any of the NCAA tournament no. games? Okay. I, I didn't, I didn't. Neither did care. I. Yeah, like I, I, I saw some of the like highlights, you know, on YouTube or whatever, or some of the sports shows, uh, right? You know, or they would be on when we were at a restaurant or a bar or something like that when we were down at the beach, and I just, I don't know, like there was just no pull to it for me. And then, like you know, there was that the UCLA um, Gonzaga game that yeah. everybody was like, "Oh, the greatest college basketball game ever." And I was just like, I mean, it was, was it really like, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I didn't watch it. So I don't really have, <laughs> I mean, I can't say yes or no, but I'm just kind of, it feels like we're always so, I say we, like people are always so quick to be like, this is the greatest thing ever. And it's like, okay, maybe the greatest that you've experienced. Good for you. I, you know, like, I, that's cool. I, I don't want to take away from the, like from those kids experience, but I would just say that like, 
in my opinion, and this is probably, there are probably people that feel like us, COVID, the 2020 experience probably did not help sports. Like it just did not. Yeah. Um, and I know we talked before about, I'm going to try to watch baseball this year. You know how many games I've watched? Zero. See, and I'm just, I'm, I've gotten to the point with sports where it's like, I'm almost just strictly a, a highlights consumer. <laughs> I tried to watch a couple college baseball games. That's how like committed I, like I want to watch baseball because I know that at the end of the day, it's going to be outdoors. There's going to be more like baseball and soccer are my, that's what I'm looking forward to this season, basically, because until we get past the summertime, it's not going to, it's not the same for me, Yeah, but it's just been like, I've watched this many games. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I keep, when I log into Hulu, I have all of the ESPN plus streaming stuff. And there's been a lot of the college basketball or not basketball, but college, uh, baseball, baseball games. Yeah. And then a lot of the, you know, European and FIFA league stuff, uh, yeah. that's been going on. And I still am just like, eh, I don't know. I'm with you. And then it just, it, there are still times when I'm like, yes, I want to sit down and watch this game, you know, but I'm, I just feel so much less engaged in it without the, especially college basketball this year. Like, I think that's one of those things where I never realized how important the crowd was for watching on TV, you know, but like, there's just so little, like the NBA was kind of fun when they did the playoffs and you could hear everything those guys were saying. Yeah. You know, on live mics, <laughs> <laughs> but the college game, I don't know, just didn't have that same appeal. And I feel like college basketball in a lot of ways has kind of, I don't know, the, the, the quality of the games I feel like has started to go down. Oh, I, I would strongly disagree. Um, I, I'll tell you this. The thing I've noticed in college basketball is the Midwest teams and their uh, outside perimeter shots, that's waned, um, which kind of makes me feel good because it makes them uh, makes me, makes them very vulnerable to like East Coast and, and West Coast basketball. Because um, you're going against Kentucky, Kansas, uh, Wichita State, and all they do is hit things from outside all day. That's a boring game, right? Um, but watching them have to adjust their games over the last five years has been pretty dope for me. So I think the games have gotten more competitive. I just think 2020 didn't help them out. Uh, I mean, think about it. Like you see more college college teams playing like a a, a zone, like a zone everything. Right? See, but I hate zone. <laughs> Why do you hate zone? I just probably because of Syracuse mostly. Um, I don't know it, because it because I feel like it's like the triple option. It's your gimmick. Like oh, you're gonna you know you're gonna win a couple of games because you're hard to prepare for, and that's basically it. <laughs> you know, like all right, say that statement again and think about what you just said. <laughs> You're hard to prepare for, right? Like, I, I don't know. Like, if – yeah, I, I like watching a, a mix-up and a variety of, like, the gameplay 
in basketball. Like I think when you have okay, so I guess let me clarify. I don't like strictly zone defense teams in basketball, right? Like I think I'm fine with mixing it up. Like I like right. that. There's there is an element of strategy in that, but I just I feel like the Syracuse like this is our defense and we're just going to stay in zone and we're going to annoy the crap out of you. And I guess what's also really frustrating to me is it's not that hard to beat. And yet I watch my team struggle against it (laughs) three games this year. And it's like, guys, stop jacking up crappy three point shots. Well, I think zone it forces you to have better transitions and to um, really watch it, you know, watch your, your comfort zone and your shot selection. Right. If you, if I can force you to always shoot outside, you know, the three, that's a lower probability. But if, if I have to watch somebody break, you know, inside the lane or, you've got those nice mid range shooters. It's a different game. It makes the game more competitive. So I guess my question then is why don't you see more zone in the NBA? Cause um, they're like 30% better overall in, in every situation, right? You, you don't have, like, if you watch it, like when I watch an NBA game, which is what bores me about the NBA, not to be mistaken with, I don't respect the talent. It's inbound long lob or pass or a, a nice couple two three pass and shot it's every possession it's inbound oh yeah maybe two passes no it's boring as crap i yeah i wholeheartedly like, agree <laughs> <laughs> but but when you look at the skill set in college where these guys are whether it's conditioning or whatever they're learning those you know their comfort zone like I can't even think of a good analogy or a good player to kind of say, watch their transition from college to professional. But I can just tell you that typically NBA like gameplay is inbound two or three passes shot. There's not as much strategy as what it used to be. I mean, yeah, it seems like the only strategy is jack up threes. Mm-hmm. And you have like a Steph Curry that, you know, that shoots what, 45% from the three point line? Yeah. Which so is why don't you move the three point line out? <laughs> like, they need to get rid of the corner three to begin with because that's just way too close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have a solve for that. But I think that when you have, um, when you have a Steph Curry, when you, ha- like, when you, there are some players that are just really good at but their craft. I just, I guess, like, I'm still, uh, I'm confused as to why it is the that there are people who do that now, but there that that was never a skill set that people developed before. You know what I mean? It's not true. John Stockton, uh, Marley, well, but they, like they weren't jacking Bird. up half court, you know, three point shots that look like straight up, you know, baseline jumpers, like. <laughs> <you know? laughs> I mean, that's the thing like with with Steph Curry, like that guy is not even it's not even like it's a you know prayer chess pass from half court. It's just like it's a, pull it's a committed, up, like, it's it's a a committed shot. shot. It's a committed shot. Okay, but not everybody's Steph Curry. No, but I just feel like that's become more and more common 
in the NBA, right? Well, Where, I mean, is it just because like he made it okay for guys to start taking those shots and they could have made them all along, but the, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm just trying to figure out. Like at what point. All right. You just don't like Curry. No, it's not. It, look, I really, I, I, I felt like I addressed this before. Um, you, yeah. I'm just trying to, I'm trolling you. You are. So I look, maybe my, <laughs> you want to hear a funny story about sure. zone defense. Yeah. So when I worked at Galaxy Cinema, an independent movie theater, um, we would get together and the employees and we would play pickup basketball on the weekends and stuff. And we were all, right. I mean, I think the tallest person that played was probably six foot, maybe six foot one. Um, we were not good, but we all had a lot of fun playing, you know, I mean, it was like worse than the the YMCA like you know I think we went to the YMCA once and got our butts kicked but for some reason we decided that we were going to sign up for like this rec league in Raleigh right oh had no idea what we were doing so we show up for the first game and these are ex-college athletes like spanking you for no reason like six foot eight (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, six foot five and just like, you know, 240 pounds. And right. yeah, so we got destroyed in the midst of that game. We're playing, we're on defense, getting our butts kicked. And this guy on the bench who I won't call out by name, <laughs> but if he's listening, you know who you are. He's like, <laughs> yelling at somebody on the court guard your man guard your man and somebody else just sells back we're playing zone (laughs) (laughs) essentially the end of that story is that the next time we went to show up the other team didn't show up in protest because they refused to play us because we were so bad that's so the, the league refunded our money and sent us down to the crappier league where we then also got our butts handed to us. But yeah, that was the last time we did that. <laughs> we thought it was going to be a bunch of very untalented people more like no. us who just wanted to go out and cause like we had, you know, we'd go to the park or we'd go to the gym and we'd p- pick up games and stuff like that. And yeah, but you gotta understand. It's like no, I mean, I I I, I can now. play basketball. I am not a baller. Yeah, right. So my skill set is kind of like now I'm good. Right, but I can't even play basketball. I know my limits. Like there's some. I'm like nah, it's not my game, yo. Like I'm gonna step off. Like I'm not trying to get embarrassed, right? Um, and that's and I'm gonna. That's just where I. That's where I'm at with basketball. Like, I'm good. When I was younger, I could dunk. Now I, I don't even jump that high anymore. I just love the fact that for some reason we thought that switching to a zone defense was going to make a difference. It did. It was never going to. You're no. athletically, you're just athletically mismatched. But like, yeah, like we, we took the time to <laughs> practice, you know, like. <laughs> so you, all right. I can't hit a curveball. Yeah. Like if, if anybody ever threw me a curveball, you'd strike me out every time. Like right. there's nothing. But There's would you nothing. go play like, you know, softball? Yes, I've done it. Okay. And you can't throw, a, well, you can't throw a slight curve in softball, but I can hit that. But in baseball, there's no, 
there's nothing on God's green earth that will ever allow me to hit a curveball. So, like, if you and your friends were playing, I see this is like I, I, I understand what you're saying, okay? But it's like I mean I can make a basket, right? Like, that's not the point, right? You're like you're dunking on the whole like zone defense for no reason. It's you were just not in your zone. Well, no, I'm not. Okay, look, I told the funny story about zone defense. <laughs> Just to embarrass myself and for quality <laughs> content. Because, I mean, what's, here, just imagine right? me on the court, right? Right. White t-shirt, sweat, drenched. Dude, as soon as you NC said you State play, red basketball shorts. As soon as you said you went to Raleigh, I just yeah, I got, automatically. I got my sweatband up here with a little NC State. I got my wrist, my wrist sweatbands. You deserve that, L. Yes. Like, you... <laughs> I had my knee brace on. So I played soccer with, with uh, a bunch of like uh, Hispanics. This is years ago, right? And I hadn't played with like anybody that wasn't American in a long time. And I'm talking a long time. I'm 6'1". Everybody else is not very tall. And somebody got physical with me and I checked him. The next time I got close to him, I checked him. And it just sent ripple effects because there was already the the height advantage, right? So I could I had the you know long longer legs and I can body you on the ball a little bit. And it was like, oh, he's too rough. But I'm like, yo, this guy checked me. And for this has been about 10, no, maybe 13 years ago. And I every time I think about it, I'm like, they just got outplayed, basically. It's like it wasn't a it, it wasn't that I was too rough. It's just that they weren't expecting the like the the physical match of like man, you're like five ten and like a buck fifty. I'm like six one and one ninety. So when I body check you back, you're gonna fall. You can't be you know calling for a card. So there's sometimes you just gotta stay in your lane. That's that's kind of how you should look at doing basketball or any anything any sport. I can't hit a curveball. I know that when I play against uh, like I play with the Africans, that's a different game. I was in Winston uh, some years ago. Yo, completely different game. Like, I thought I was bleeding from my throat <laughs> because these guys are like high elbows and like, you know, you know, lower body kicks. I'm like, yo, this is kind of rough. It's a different game. Sure. Um, play with some guys from Scotland and England. Same thing. It's more physical. and But we're like physically matched, right? Well, not really, but, you know, like I'm – typically taller than most people except for the Africans I played against. But like I can, a body check for me, is not going to hurt somebody. They're not going to be like all upset. Um, I don't know. Basketball. Yo, when I was a kid, there was a fence. Like there was a cage basically. Like I know my limits. Like it's just, kinda, it's like we played in a cage in New York and it's like, people are dunking for no reason, doing nasty stuff with the ball. Like I know like, yo. I'm not trying to get embarrassed. Right. Um, okay. And if I could understand if I walked up to that scene and was like, hey, I want to play, right? But you were wearing a sweatband, yo. Right. But this is what I'm saying was that I thought that I was showing up to play people that were as untalented as I was. We had no idea that we were walking uh, into this league of ex, you know, amateur athletes. And yeah, you should definitely. Yeah. Sign up and carry. <laughs> Sorry. 
Oh, I shouldn't say that. Should he laugh? <laughs> no problem. I mean, have I you ever been just dunk- get crushed by a bunch of old dudes? I mean, I've been dunked on, yo. There's nothing worse than oh, that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got dunked on. <laughs> I played like power forward for our team. I'm five foot nine on a good day. The only advantage I had was a low center of gravity. Like, I mean, the highlight for me in that game was getting a rebound from another dude. Like, I out-muscled this other guy for a rebound. That was, like, that was it, though. I mean, I didn't make a shot. I don't even think I took a shot. Like, that That was part of it was I was just like, nope, I'm not going to be that guy that just gets complete, like, the ball slapped right back in his face, you know? When one of my sons was a baby, I used to build houses. I would get off work and, like, I lived in an apartment complex with a basketball court, right? And I had a friend there. He was Mexican. He was we're the we're the same height, right? He's from uh, L.A. Yo, Duke ball. And I was talking crap. I'm not gonna lie. And my man, he steps back. He crosses the ball over, and I let him pass me. And he, this clown dunked on me. <laughs> <laughs> so I got my son. He's in, he's in his stroller, and I'm like, yo. That just happened. Like a, a freaking my Mexican homeboy just like dunked on me. And I was so glad nobody saw it. <laughs> so I mean, I was quiet the rest of the day. I was like, yeah, it's time for me to go home. But he's like, Are you good? I'm like, Yeah, I'm good. Not really. <laughs> Not really though. What's the other embarrassing thing? I was playing softball with my church and um which was a bad idea. One of the first rules was you can't swear. <laughs> Remember how I told you I can't hit a curveball? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody I threw you a little bit of a curveball. Yeah. <laughs> so Did you charge I, the mound? <laughs> oh, no, I didn't, man. I was like, son of a beep, beep. <laughs> like, I struck out on my first, my first at bat. And then like... Um, I played outfield, center field, and uh, it was getting dark. And the the lights hit me in my eye, and I was going to catch the ball. <laughs> it dropped right above my club, right behind me. And I just F-bombs everywhere. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I can do this, guys. <laughs> God forgive me. Did but, you get yeah. ejected for all those F-bombs? No, everybody was cool about it. Oh, but well, uh, Yeah, but I was like, yeah, I... I I, I bring profanity to some things. So. <laughs> All right. Those are some embarrassing moments. Yes. I've been dunked on like twice. Um, and I, I can't hit a curveball. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Sports are fun. I love sports. Yeah, uh, I like to watch them. <laughs> Remember I the crap? It when we, what were you going to say? I was going to bring up kickball. Oh, that was literally where I was going, dude. Yeah, those kickball great. games are great. Yeah, now, that's see, all I, I got. Didn't, I didn't play the the league that you guys did. Oh, that was so much fun. I just played in the the company games when we would go out. Um, when we had all the, the developers from overseas come up. Yeah, those are fun. the The kickball games are fun. There was this one team. That I think they all did steroids. Um, 
they were way too big to be playing kickball. But yeah, I mean, they're not checking for doping in the freaking, <laughs> you know, amateur kickball league. Like, granted, they probably should be. Yeah, they, sh- they should definitely be doing that. But um, yeah, good times. Good. To- I, that was actually pretty fun. It was a good way to build some uh, like real teamwork, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I also learned that if I don't care male or female, if you block the lot, the lane, I'm running through you. Yeah, I think you did that in multiple games. Yeah, because you definitely did it in one of the company games. You you almost took somebody out at first base. And I mean, <laughs> she was standing on the bag, like on the middle of the bag. And you were just like, well, this isn't going to be. Yeah, it's like, see, it's either me or you. And, <laughs> it's not um... going to be. <laughs> Oh man, I think of it, but I, I caught her though. You like, did. I know. I, you, I didn't let her. You didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love sports. I, I'm super competitive. Like, I should not be allowed to play sports. Uh, actually, I should be because I love to win. Um, <laughs> and that's all that matters. It's all. Yeah. If you're not first, you're last, right? Yeah. Um. I. I oh man. And then you get old, and you start to realize, like. Stuff doesn't work the same way it used to. Um, no, I mean, that's the main reason I don't participate <laughs> in anything <laughs> at this point. Um, I mean, I've I had gotten you know into back into running a little bit um, at the end of last year with the pollen and everything. The way that it's been so far this spring, I haven't, I have not braved ah. going out in the mornings to try and deal with that. Um, so I hate pollen. Yeah, it's it's like the worst. You know, I I know it's not really, but it everything. No, it I mean, everything has that gritty feel to it. Like you can taste it in the air. You know, you drive around and all you see is that haze of pollen. I, I know. Dust. I was just telling. I was just telling my daughter the other day. I thought we were like in Los Angeles because yeah. you know we went to Cary, and um, it was just like smog. Yeah. And it was nothing but I don't understand what it is about this area though. Cause like I mean we didn't have that stuff in California. It's a humidity. Is it but like is it a specific type of plant? Is it you know what I mean? Like I, I'm yeah, that's I'd also part like I to understand the inefficiency of tree, you know, mating or plant mating, because that's a lot of wasted pollen that is just literally coating everything. This is like a real, you know, pray and or what is it, spray and pray. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I get one of you pregnant. <laughs> like, yeah, I've got nothing for that, but you're like the way. Yeah. When you say it that way, you're right. Um, so, it's like the trees are having like some type of like frat party every night. And yeah. Like, ah! I mean, I just, I walk out to my car is littered with used condoms. Like it's just <laughs> disgusting. Like I don't need this. Yeah. Don't touch the couch. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's, <laughs> every- you know, like I've been dealing with it all week because yeah. it hasn't rained at all, but it's supposed to rain like Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Ish. Welcome to the South, man. Well, no, I mean, I look, I've been here for, 20 years so i mean i well it's a southeast problem because in florida it's not that bad what do you mean like well but okay but it rains but it rains florida no but i've been to florida in the springtime it's not as bad right so even like i mean i agree like that's what i'm saying is it seems like it's 
North Carolina. And I know that I'm sure like parts of Virginia and parts of South Carolina, but I I feel like there is something about this particular area. Yeah. That is just so much worse. And it I mean, it'd be great if I had a garage and I could park my car in there, but Yeah. I don't have a solve. I'm 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 stuck. There with isn't you. one. I mean, there really yeah. like there's no solution to it right now. It's my life has been slightly better because we did like trim all of those giant photinia bushes that were along the side of the driveway. And this time of year, what they would normally be doing is growing so incredibly heavy with the, you know, new leaves and blooms and everything that they start leaning way over my car. And so then it just right. drops all of that stuff on my car and makes a giant mess of that. Um, <laughs> so I don't have to deal with that this year, which is a bonus. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of the South, um, Dude, and I, I've I really been. I don't know where you're going with this, but ah, uh, dude, I can guess. It's time for politics. Georgia, you got Turtle McConnell, Mister <laughs> Citizens United. I am all right between him and Matt Gates. I'm just like at my wits' end. It's like, what are you guys talking about? You guys are, I don't want to talk about politics a lot, but. I know. And we, I, I don't either because it is, it is so frustrating that. Is anything actually going to happen? Right? Like, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, is anything actually going to come of this? Or is it all just more distraction because i i'm getting the, to the f- point where it just feels like everything that happens is just a big distraction from everything else here's what i here's what i'm starting to believe i believe that the gop is on pins and needles because they see and feel the demographic shifts right i think with uh delta MLB, because I, I was joking on Twitter. It's like, oh, they should give them the North Carolina bathroom treatment. And yeah. bam. Yep, let's let's make it happen. Make it so. I feel that they understand that their, their perceived influence on, on government and policy is waning. And they just don't know what to do with themselves. Well, they no, just, I mean, they do know what to do. It's do everything they can to cling to power in the sense of suppressing votes that they don't like, or, or essentially that, giving them control over the outcome of elections. But long-term, is that effective? No, That's the question. no, 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 no. I mean, like, I'm not saying it is, it's an effective strategy, but that is the one that they have decided that they are going to hitch their wagon to. Right. I mean, like they are just going gung ho on this to I mean, it, I feel like we, again, right? We we talked about this with the former White House resident. Like this is what we were worried about, right? When we saw what happened on January sixth, like this is right. why we, a lot of us, kind of sat there and said, "You can't vote for this dude," not because of like I mean, there was plenty of other stuff that happened in the four years, but that was kind of it. We were like, when this happens. He's not going to understand that that means he doesn't get to stay and it's going to lead to some bad outcomes. And I feel like we're there. They're in that same boat where it's just like, they don't know how else to 
govern or legislate other than to try and do the things that they've done before. So the problem that Georgia has is that it's become like a, um, an entertainment center. Sure. Um, which is probably giving them a lot of revenue they probably would have never had. I mean, if you look at the end of a movie, you'll see that Georgia is predominantly a place where people are filming. Yeah. God bless you for that. Um, but I'll stop watching movies if they keep filming. Like, like, all right, here's, here's my dilemma. If a state's racist, Arkansas, or like just super on the, on some fringe stuff, um, Georgia, I mean, you pick, you pick one, Montana, North Carolina, North Carolina, like I would be hard pressed to say that I will never buy anything that's from that state. Right. That's, it's a hard thing to follow through on. And a lot of times, because I mean, you don't know where the movie was filmed until you get to the end credits. Right. I mean, yes, you could take the time to research every single movie that you watch. Right. Yeah. But who's got the time. Right. Right. Um, But I do think that there is like the argument of companies have first amendment rights to, but they should stay out of it is stupid. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You have the First Amendment right to give us your money and then shut up is essentially <laughs> what Mitch McConnell told them today or yesterday, yeah. whenever it was. Like, I, that's I, how can you say those things? And then, like, I mean, like, I, I just, I cannot comprehend somebody being so devoid of principle or value or, you know, like honor, dignity, these are not things that he should feel for himself at any given point. And if he does, like, holy cow, the mental gymnastics that he must do in order to feel that good about himself. Like, I, well, he's, he's desperate. Those pivot states, the ones we keep talking about, like once we whittle it down to like 12 to maybe at, the, at best 17, it changes the entire dynamic of this country. But is... Is the problem that they don't want to or aren't or don't understand how to broaden the appeal of their I mean, what is their their message or their their platform? Like what what does the GOP, the conservative party, even stand for anymore? Right? I that's, mean that's the question. That's that's the problem also. Because right, right now it the... seems like it's primarily just owning the libs, right? Like that's your platform. <laughs> That's what, what is you that, got. Yeah, what does that even mean, right? It, yeah. It's like uh, you got – like it's it's amazing even with Matt Gates, Like QAnon was all about child trafficking. And you got yeah. your boy. <laughs> you yeah. got your Poster boy. Poster boy, right? Yeah. And yet <laughs> – nope. Crickets. Not real. Yeah, it's, we got to have more – we actually have to have facts. We have to have more evidence. Now we do. Get out of here. Even yo. better, it doesn't matter what the evidence is because this is all just being constructed by the people who are actually doing this. And it's like, you know, I it, like I get that you understand transference, but I think you're kind of missing <laughs> where it's actually being applied here. That's where I, I, I don't know. I've well, gotten I- to the point where Twitter is becoming so frustrating again and i'm really tired like okay jake tapper right tweets out the the stupid press release from the former white house resident 
tweets out a picture of it. And I'm like, isn't this kind of defeating the purpose? Like he's literally writing tweets and sending them out to you guys. And then you guys publish it on Twitter. Is he really banned from Twitter? No. So every time I see that stuff, I think people forget that Twitter is not real. And that is a, it's, it's like Twitter, social media, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, discord, um, uh, telegram, all these, all these platforms. It's not real life. That's, that is very, 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 very hard to remember. Like, no, I recognize that it's not real life, but no, no, you do not. Like I do not remember. It's not real life when I'm looking there for quote unquote news or to see what's going on. Fair. Like, like I have to remember, like, this is not real. Like this is somebody's opinion that's been amplified because of an algorithm because of somebody else I checked in on. This is not real. I guess I still just don't understand the point of promoting messages on a platform that somebody was banned from. Sure. I don't, I don't, I don't get it either. I just find it very, because it's not just on Twitter that happens, right? If you look at, uh, for example, Newsweek and other quote unquote news outlets, they'll actually republish those, those memorandums from his office. Yeah. So at some level, the problem isn't Twitter. The problem is no. And what, I'm, sorry. The problem. The problem I believe is that the the false high we got from his antics is still a false high. Like we get enraged over the fact that he's so emboldened to do or say whatever he does, and we're not doing anything different about it. I still believe by the end of the year he's irrelevant. I mean, I agree. I just think we're conti- pe- certain people are continuing to make him more relevant by amplifying his message on in a place where it otherwise wouldn't be seen as much. I guess. Well, I I think even that's even wrong because um, what's interesting is that the right wing social media platforms are the the engagement there has actually increased sure. since uh, the last election. So I think what's really happening is that reasonable people are, or people that haven't picked that side of the argument, one extreme or the other, are just being exposed to like the, the things that leak outside of the bubble, uh, which is probably driving people crazy, if, if, that, if that makes sense. So Marjorie Taylor Greene, as much as nobody likes her, yeah. this chick is a rock star in that bubble, Right. Yeah. Uh, even Matt Gates, he's he, he's somehow even figured a way to like raise funds off of the fact that he's potentially or allegedly a sex trafficker. Outside of the the mainstream bubble, he's still a hero, which is really weird. I just, I, I mean, I guess. Do you feel like? <coughs> I mean, Bill Clinton was impeached for lying about getting a BJ in the white house office, right? Like, and I know that Matt Gates isn't the president, but it just seems like there have been far greater offenses or even allegations, right? Levied at people where they stepped aside. I mean, I just, I, 
it's not even that I'm saying like he needs to just disappear, right? But can I, you effectively do your job to serve the country or your constituents of Florida while you're in the midst of this investigation? Of course you can. So I, I actually want to read uh, Boehner's book. Uh, he was talking about the the rise of, of the Tea Party and the that fringe group of people and what they did to the GOP. Um, and he makes some pretty good observations. Their, their intent, their objective was never to serve the people. Right. It was just to be disruptive at all costs by any means. And I think that their, their, their day of reckoning is going to be when they, that party implodes, which I think it's on the verge of imploding. Like they cannot keep up this pace of insanity. No, but it feels like part of this implosion is taking down a good chunk of the rest of us with it is the problem because these are people who are, you know, still like have some level of influence. These people who are not here to legislate are not here to solve are just here to sow discord and chaos and try to destroy the system that they believe is Washington. Like I, that feels as dangerous, if not more so than anything. <laughs> so, okay. You've driven on 40 uh, eastbound, right? Or westbound. Sure. Right. You know, the U S one interchange. Yeah. Okay. What happens if there's a, an accident on either side of that? Of okay. Well, first off, those stupid cloverleaf interchanges <laughs> were the dumbest idea that anybody has ever come up with. That trying to get off of US one and onto forty westbound, right, is a nightmare. Good night. I mean, you've got the people that are coming off of 40, right, that you've got to merge with. Then you get up to the top, and now you've got the people that are coming off of 40 again that you have to merge with. I saw an accident there on Thursday when we were driving down to the beach where that happened. Somebody tried to merge over, and somebody else tried to merge over, and they flipped the damn car over right there. What happened to the rest of the traffic? It stopped. It stopped, right? It didn't stop because there was impending danger for the other people, more than likely. It stopped because people were looking at it. Right. <laughs> I was explaining to my daughter the terms looky-loos and rubberneckers. <laughs> She's like, what's the difference? I was like, there isn't any. Ah, crap. I don't have enough space to continue writing my video. <laughs> so we'll just keep it on Zoom. That's Except fine. I didn't record Zoom. <laughs> I say all that to say to say. Well, I stop recording. Well, mm, we could probably splice together the video and some. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I can. Okay. So people stop because uh, they're looking, not because they're there's impeding danger. That's that's kind of what our political system is doing. It's not that there's like something inherently going to happen to everybody else around. It's just like, we're like, Oh crap, that happened. And people just pause. Uh, I think that's more so what the GOP is doing to itself. I think that people on the outside of that party are kind of looking in disbelief that it's getting this bad, but we all understand that we've got to move forward. Um, That is a, you know, every time I see like that, 
particular part of our highway system stop. I've never been wrong when I'm saying these people are just looking. They're literally, they are just looking. There's nothing else wrong. Uh, it's, you know, it has nothing to do with the, you know, the price of tea in China. Yeah. It's because people are just pausing at a wreck because it's interesting, not because it's yeah going to hurt them. Absolutely. I guess I still don't get the analogy, but. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. So, okay. So what you're trying you do, to you, what you, you do get. No, I, maybe I do. So it's basically the, the, the people who are inside the GOP are the rubberneckers who are busy watching everyone around them get into accidents. And we, or the rest of us are on 40 headed the other direction going, what a bunch of idiots stopping for that traffic. Yeah. Or for that accident. Okay. <laughs> it's like, it's like, that's all I got. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. What? It's just, I'm. Were you expecting the Mac Eight stuff to come out? No, because I don't think anybody was. It was kind of like, yeah, New York no, Times that was, drops. That was very surprising. Absolutely bombshell, right? Yeah. And it's like we're like we're supposed to. I'm not invested in what is the GOP going to do with this guy. I really don't care. No, I guess I don't either. But I. I think there is a part of it for me, and this is probably foolish, right? But it's like, I'm just, I'm going to admit it because I know that this is, this is stupid that I'm thinking this way, but it'll make for good podcast content. So <laughs> like I am falling into the same trap that I have criticized other people for previously when it came to how they wanted Democrats to govern now that they had this 50-50 split in the Senate and the White House and all of that stuff, and that it was like, you know, screw everything, you know, rip the heart out of the GOP, banish all, you know, any Republican members from Congress, and let's just, you know, move forward without them. And, like, that's obviously not a, a good path forward. I think at this point it is very much like, I look at the last four years and I feel like that guy got away with so much. I I don't know if it's, it should be for like um, everything is good, but for Donald Trump, right? There's a lot of issues the country had to deal with prior to Donald Trump that we chose not to deal with. Yes. And um, it's, it's just unfortunate timing. Like a Donald Trump would have been elected one way or the other like that. That's just, I, I believe that was inevitable. Kind of like Thanos. Um, Don't give him that. Well, I mean, Thanos <laughs> is a pretty evil person. So yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think to, to some degree I do understand, you know, um, and it is, I, I recognize that it's not helpful and it's not, productive to sit here and expect somebody else to pay a price because of what happened to him right or because right. of what anything that he did and what didn't happen to him um but it does like in a lot of ways it feels like he was just kind of like 
I'm going to do all these terrible things. And then when I'm done, I'm just going to kind of slip on down to Florida and I'm just going to continue to do whatever it is that I kind of want to do. And I don't know. I guess yeah, I'm I, still waiting for all the Southern District of New York and all this other stuff to drop. I just I it seems it's like only the guy been like has been four such months. a I know, but it just seems like guy's been such a <laughs> douche for such a long time. <laughs> it's like everybody's like he's out of office. Release the Kraken. No, it's been like four months, dude. That's not the way like But that's the can- other problem is that like to some degree, I feel like he created this weird time vacuum over the last four years because there was just, I mean, it was like every day it felt like there was something else ridiculous, something else breaking, some, you know, I mean, I, like even just leading up to the election, it was just, I just kept sitting there going like, this is it. This is the thing that has to, <laughs> that has to force people to go okay okay i know that i like i could excuse everything else but grab him by the pussy was not something i could you know i that could be my mother or my grandmother or my sister or my aunt you know like whatever you have to tell yourself in order to feel <laughs> sympathy or empathy for women but that wasn't enough and then i mean the dude literally like you know Go down to the Capitol and burn it to the ground. And they're like, nah, it's insurrection. Hardly. <laughs> Inciting a riot. What? You know, I'm like, that's just how it feels sometimes. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> but that's the crap that set white people up for the Hillary fail. You know that, right? Yes. No, I mean I recognize that. Like, oh, she's gonna win. She's gonna she's not winning. No, I mean it was. Like, I mean, I I I there's a Facebook memory because I took a screenshot (laughs) when he won like the first state, you know, some obviously Republican state. And I was like, what is happening? As a joke. You know, because everybody was freaking out about it. And then no, I literally went in the night, like, what is happening? I mean, you remember. I was not happy. You guys were sad, yo. It was like, except for like probably 10 people in that whole company, everybody was sad. Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad that you love to revel in other people's misery. Because it's funny, yo. (laughs) To you. Yo, you got it. Like, dude's going to get his oh. comeuppance. <laughs> He's going to get it. Okay. It's just the way, I mean, like, think about it. He can't get away this long, this far, like, without the protection of the, of the presidency of the United States. Like, there are so many things where it's kind of, it's not karma. It's just like, nah, that's just bad math, bro. Like, you played way too many hands and you had nothing to cover for it. Yeah. I I don't know. But you guys are like, you, you've watched way too many Western movies. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, I I don't know. Like, it is, it is though. Like, there is part of it that is just really frustrating. And I try, I try really hard not to dwell on that because I know that it's not, there's no benefit to it, you know? But, like, I have a hard time sometimes when I see this stuff. 
I mean, like the fact that Mitch McConnell continues to get reelected, right? Like these types of things, I just it, it just makes don't, me. Sc- I don't go to Kentucky. I'm not going to Kentucky, <laughs> but but he's not just impacting Kentucky. Like, my, my, he is impacting the rest of the country. It's not just about Ken, like if it was that simple, right? If he was the governor of Kentucky, great. I don't care about you know the Texas Greg Abbott or whatever his name is down there. You know, freeze all your people out. Like that. That's <laughs> if you're the governor and you want to f- mess up Texas, be my guest, but don't don't then shut off the entire country's power grid because you couldn't handle it on your own time like I Chris, mean, I just, can, I, can i ask you a question yeah of course you can this is a podcast that's the whole point of this have you ever played chess yes do you try to like just win in like three moves i mean i have that like that one three move maneuver but it never works when you're playing with somebody that isn't my kid so no right so that's no, the point. I, know, and I, I know i just I'm just I saying, know. like, like that's what I'm saying. Okay, I I long know game. these things. I understand. Long game. Long I hate game. the long game. Oh, the long game. Some, the shoot, long game man. sucks. Let's play hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like, yo, if, if, dang, yo, all I can say is, you're not black because we no. don't have. I mean, it, it's you're you know, just this, now realizing that. Well. <laughs> My my point being is like it's not like a immediate gratification, right? And I think that's a cultural difference. It is. And I think that there is a lot of liberal white people and progressive white people and progressives in general. Immediate gratification isn't really a thing, right? When you look at the way the world actually works, it's about that long game, baby. It's not about like what you get right now. Like, step your hustler game up, yo. <laughs> like, you just can't be like, you know, running on the block saying, yo, give me my money. Like, you, but, okay, you, but I'm not like, I'm but just that's doing how you hear. But that's how you feel, though. But Sometimes. You, you, yeah, I mean, it's long game. People like Trump, I mean, they get theirs, man. It's just like, you can't force that hand. Like, I really honestly believe. Those cats, like the Matt Gates thing was like an early Christmas Christmas present, right? Because dude was mouthing off. He was like, yo, you know, um, just clown on Liz, Liz Cheney, blah, blah, blah. I'm all about Trump, blah, blah, blah. He gets all this explosion and nobody's got his back. He's all by himself. Yeah. So he played himself. Trump, they're advising him not to open his mouth. Because he plays himself. He's got litigation in like 10 places that he can't even like manage. So that that runway is so short for those people. You know, Mitch McConnell, this is his last run. Like he literally may have a heart attack and die. He's like 82. I mean, I don't wish ill on the guy, but he's only got a limited amount of space. I mean, that I, whole- yeah, I get that, but... That ideology. We all only have a limited amount of space here, and he's wasting a ton of a ton yeah. of it for the rest of us. That's where it's frustrating. Yo, but take solace in this: Georgia flipped. Seriously, I mean, this right? time the response in Georgia—they're <laughs> doing everything they can to flip it back. Right. The response was, "Let's get hyper aggressive." 
So when I talked about those 22 winning states that are going to not be red or purple anymore, right? that is a reality. Whether we see it in our lifetime or not, that whole, that squad is done. Like that's the reality. Like look long game. It's like, okay, they can do all these tactics right now. They're desperate. Desperate people do desperate things for stupid reasons. And they often make mistakes, right? It's the, it's the equivalent to watching a movie and you have the uh, the bad guy monologue. <laughs> it's like... We're it's using, like, <laughs> you know, um, Cash App or Apple Pay to pay your hookers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly that, yo. Yo, if dude really did that, that is a... It's, it's like a Bond villain. James Bond, I'm going to... Yeah. You know, blah 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 for twenty minutes, and James Bond's like, "All right, God, you got me monologuing." (laughs) That's what I think. It's funny. These guys aren't even like freaking good, like villains. They're just like stupid with their crap. Mitch McConnell really said, "Boy, I think I'll take their donations, but they should stay out of politics." (laughs) What are you talking about, yo? Nobody knows. Nobody knows what Mitch McConnell is talking about. Like that's. Oh man, and he was wearing a tan jacket, and I think I want to say a salmon shirt when he said that. Um, are you sure I, it I wasn't just... just a piece of salmon that got stuck in his throat. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, yeah. Like, I I hear what you're saying, but it's like, yeah, that stuff only goes so long. You you only have a, a limited amount of time to play those games. Yeah, I guess. I mean, and I I'm trying to take some solace in that, but it is. It's, I know, and, and I've, I haven't been as good about breaking <laughs> myself away from that stuff lately, you know, like right. I, because that's been a, a big part of it is when I felt myself getting sucked more and more into that, like, come on, something happened, something happened, you know, and then it's like, okay, now you're just wasting your entire time doing this stuff. <laughs> So I've been pouring myself into our podcast episodes lately. Well, that's good. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I know. I know that it, like the long game is is the way to look at it and that justice isn't served immediately. Um, and even so, like, I don't believe in karma, but I do believe in like, yeah, that's why that pink elephant crushed you, yeah? Like... <laughs> There are some people, they're walking on the street and some cargo plane from uh, Istanbul to to Western California just happens to drop an elephant on somebody. They did something on this planet to deserve that. Um, again, I don't wish it will on anybody, but I'm not going to root for them either. <laughs> I'm just not. It's like I can't, you know. Yeah. Uh it's funny how like what's his what's that kid's name Lindsey Graham mm-hmm. super quiet lately. Yeah, I haven't heard much from him all of a sudden. Now that he's got I, an investigation going on, is <laughs> tampering with the election in Georgia. I'm just saying those guys they're playing a dirty game, right? Yeah, I I I do see that. I mean, like I I I see exactly what you're saying. That those guys have really kind of I mean they're they, all they can do is play out the hand that they've already been dealt and. They've really painted themselves into a corner, and if I could use any more cliche analogies, I would. But that's... but they're good ones. It's better than my uh, traffic on forty analogy. My my point being is like, 
I don't, I don't lose sleep over the fact that people are like watching the wreck, right? It's like, it has nothing to do with my, like where I'm going, right? It's inconvenient. It's annoying. But I know that there's nothing else wrong other than like, you know, 20,000 people watching somebody. Nobody's getting out to help, right? right? They're not getting out to do something to improve the situation. They're just being nosy. Um, and And I kind of feel like, you know, that's where we are. I, I did, like, I have watched only snippets of the George Floyd case, and I I kind of wish I went to law school. Like, there are certain cases I would just take pro bono just because. Um, I am not an attorney, nor do I play one on TV, but there are a lot of, like, there are a lot of holes in the defense's, tr- like, case in general, just from what I can see in the, in the uh, cross-examinations. But what I'm concerned about is number one, the judge, not so much the jury, but um, an actual conviction. And I think that if that goes south, that's going to be uh, kind of open up a whole can of worms. That, yeah, um, would complicate things immensely on top of what we're already dealing with here. Um, I have not tuned into any of the trial um i think i saw like one clip of with, with his girlfriend was talking yeah you know um on the news when we were down at my parents house and that's pretty much it i just i mean me watching it at this point isn't going to change the outcome so um you know what's really bad is that um i still stand by this the, the entire world watched a man die multiple times like there there was no there's no ifs ands or buts about it we watched somebody get murdered on video um and the second part to that is even if even if he was like under the influence even if he did have a 20 a fake 20 dollar bill like at what point can you look at somebody just basically strangling him to, him to death and say that was justified. Yeah. I mean, I wholeheartedly agree. All right. So I'm not saying dude was a saint. Just, you know, but do you have to be a saint to not get killed by the police when you interact right. with them? Like, is that, is that the bare minimum? Cause then we're all screwed. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's, and that's the part about the defense that's kind of pissing me off. It's like, like, but I understand their job is to yeah. mischaracterize for the sake of their client. Yep. Get that. Um, but I wouldn't, I couldn't defend that officer unless you're like paying me like a lot of money Even and I can then, just I mean, swallow. I still no, just... I can swallow. I mean, if Duke can get paid a lot of money and swallow his values, I understand that. Right. Like there'd be a lot for me to take on that case, basically. Um, but I, I couldn't do it. I'm just, I know for a fact, like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Like you're guilty. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just like, okay, maybe he was high. I don't care. But does that mean he should have died like that? That's what's crazy. It's like, you can't make the, you can't separate those two facts. Yeah. Um, 
and I, I can't watch the video anymore. Like, it's just like, please, I get it. Stop showing me the video. Like, I mean, that's, I, that's the main reason that I haven't been paying attention to it. Like, specifically yeah. trying to not pay attention to it is because I watched that before I knew what it was, you know? And to see that happen and then realize... And then, yeah, to see it over and over and over again. I was just, I don't need to see that anymore. I don't need to be reminded of that. And like, and that's me like way over here on the sidelines, like having no direct connection to that whatsoever. I can't even imagine, you know, like. I think dude's guilty. (laughs) Like it's like if something doesn't come that's guilty it i heard an um uh, an analyst uh, analyst say that if the united states if this guy is proven innocent the united states has no room to argue with china about what's ha- what's happening to the uyghurs yeah. and i was i, I kind of thought that was interesting but it also made me kind of question that. I don't think the two things are related. If I'm, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not a direct analogy. I do understand because you know it's not like the the judge and the and the jury and everything in that court are all controlled, you know, by right the the government and all of that. Um, so it's it's not. But I think it like it does just really kind of ask beg the question. Then like what. What is it going to take? You know, like if, if this seeing the video, having this many people come out and say like, no, what I saw was wrong. Like that's not, that never should have happened. If that's not enough to, to finally, you know, do something about it, then I don't, I mean, I feel like it kind of, it falls back into the, what we were just talking about before where it's like, I mean, is it fair that this cop is the one that we're all kind of placing this expectation on, like punish him and maybe we'll start to, I mean, and I know like it doesn't fix any of the other wrongful deaths, you know, at the hands of police, but I don't, it feels like a step in the right direction, I guess. Like it, it makes you feel like there's a, there's hope. So I think for me, and this is just one black man's opinion. Um, I think the officer or former officer is guilty, period. Um, I, I think that the issue is the our justice system is way out of calibration. So um, a conviction gives me hope that his, his family gets justice. That's it. It doesn't give me hope that the the system will get like retuned. That's yeah. that's that's the unfortunate reality for me. Like I I do want his family, his children to see that their father just wasn't murdered and somebody walked away scot free. Um, I don't have as much confidence that we will look at things in our 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 legal system and, and address those. Kind of that's what makes me kind of wish I would have went to law school because those would be the types of things where it's like, sure, yeah, justice for George Floyd. Yes. The bigger problem is still fill in the blank, right? Yeah. Um, the bigger problem is 
how is it still possible that, you know, if you're a non-white defendant, you'll get two to three times more uh, of a sentence term than a white defendant, um, male or female, doesn't really matter. Yeah. I mean, the statistics um, themselves bear out the facts like that's, yeah. it is what it is. And yeah. So, and who's going to tackle that? Is it, is it, um, is it the state's department of justice? Is it the federal level? And I, and I'm still on the, on the fence about how I feel about the federal department of justice kind of overstepping their bounds because it keeps us in this perpetual like fight of what's right when it comes to civil rights. And I say that because I was listening to this interesting uh, study about tech companies and their hiring of non-white employees. Well, you technically can't, you, you cannot ask somebody about their race when you're hiring them, right? So you have affirmative yeah. action, which has been kind of muted over the, over the like, you know, last couple of decades. You have protected classes where you really can't bring those things up because it's illegal. Like you could actually say, well, you hired this person because of one of the seven protected classes or you didn't because of one of the seven protected classes. Then between those two things, where does diversity fit in, right? You can guess as the employer. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of what I, I believe. It's like hire the right you know candidates, like look around your company and ask yourself some different questions. You can ask yourself those questions without making it very explicit that you're hiring certain groups of people. Um, but I think it, it just kind of made me think that we're, there are a lot of things where we actually painted ourselves into a corner trying to solve a problem without really addressing the, the root cause. Um, yeah. I mean, so, and you're right. Like the, the end result of the trial is not going to fix the root cause of the problem. It's, it's right. a treatment for the symptoms. Um, I guess in some ways it kind of feels like I'll take the bandaid while we work on the surgery procedure, <laughs> you know, I, I think, but I understand exactly what you're saying that it's, it's not, that shouldn't be the end goal, right. Is to say, yeah. we got this one. All right, we're done. Yeah. I, yeah. Those are, those are some complicated things. Um, and what's, what's funny is that we keep leaving all these conversations on the table. Right. Uh, and just one last thing, just kind of like, like get my thoughts together. So the, the kid that uh, killed the Capitol police officer last week, he um, said he was a follower, follower of Louis Farrakhan and be that as it may. Uh, then there, there were a lot of people saying, well, the million man March happened. There were a million people there, um, but nobody, there was no violence. Right. And all these contrasts of, you know, one six million man March and this one kid and, you know, the difference between the people that listened to the former president and listened to Farrakhan and, and the results that happened, you know, therefore after. And I was just like, we're, we're walking a fine line of radicalizing people just because of, you know, our predisposition to whatever, you know, we believe. And I don't think that's the right thing. I, I don't think, yes, I do believe that the former president 
incited violence. Yes. I do not believe that. Um, how do I say this? It's, it's really, it's pretty t tricky for me. Like, I believe he incited the violence. Yes. I believe he's a, you know, one of the personifications of evil, but I do believe that, you know, I don't know how to say this. I think what I'm trying to get at is that there's a, the country's in such a fragile state that people are going to, they're going to adopt these ideologies and they're, they're, whether it's because of COVID restrictions or whatever, whatever changes we've had in our environment, maybe people are sensitive to these, the rhetoric and it makes them respond. Sure. Um, I had a thought. It's just kind of really hard for me to articulate. No, it's I mean, like, I, I, I think I understand what you're getting at. That in a lot of ways, you know, we as a country and as the people of that country are in a lot. I feel like we've had our foundational core kind of shaken. You know, over these last yeah. four years, those of us who who were not supporting, um, him and. it puts you at this point where it almost makes you feel like your response to what is going on needs to equal what you're seeing, right? That in response to the insurrection at the Capitol, it's like, do the rest of us need to go form a physical barrier right, right. around the Capitol? No, that's not, that's not the response either. Right. But it, but I think, you know, the point is that we are so, maybe eager, over eager in a sense to solve the problem that we start reaching for things that aren't really solutions. We start seeing solutions and things, you know, that, that are really just creating more division, creating more problems and, and hyper counterproductive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ultimately just really diverting us from the mission that we should be on. Yeah. And I, yeah, it's, it's been kind of weird. Like I, I didn't really do a lot of, um, I think the the takeaways I had from that incident were that people were uh, focusing on the fact he's a follower, you know, said to be, or allegedly a follower of Farrakhan. Um, well, that was important because then that was an opportunity to own the libs. But I, okay. But I think they missed. No, I mean, right? yeah, that's, but that's what it looked like to me, right? When yeah. I when I saw all of the stuffs getting, you know, when they identified who it was and the, you know, had mentioned the stuff about being a follower of, of Farrakhan, then it was, you know, oh, too bad for the, you know, the liberal media and all those who wanted this to be some Trump nut, you know? And it's like, no, nobody wanted this to happen. Right. Like that's that's where I think there's a huge disconnect in a lot of ways between those two groups is it's like, no, you don't get it. We don't want these things happening. Like we've just kind of come to expect that a lot of the times when those things happen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I, but recently, right? I mean, like all of the things that have been happening around here, it's not exclusive to you know, people that followed or believed or, you know, like ever listened to Trump. Like it, it or so or yeah, diehard supporters. Right. right. 
And that's, that's why I think that we're on a slippery slope. I, and I don't know what, I don't have a solve. I, I'm just kind of as a spectator going, you know, this is kind of nuts, right? Yeah. Like, uh, or, for example, this, okay, this is the last point, right? The, I'm getting my COVID vaccine tomorrow, right? Um, I get my first shot on Friday. All right. Look at that. Great minds think alike, that's right? That's right. Um, the... The president, President Biden's like push to make everybody make the vaccine available for everybody on 419 is huge. The execution. Why didn't he delay it one day? (laughs) Because he didn't want everybody to be high at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, this bad marketing message. Right. Um, He'd have had all the. Well, no, I guess that's why none of the stoners would have shown up. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) the the execution level at the state level has been horrendous, right? And I know that for a lot of states, it's been horrendous, right? So it's like, and I've seen this in companies where mid management and upper management, it's like, yeah, we're doing this great job, but you you go down a couple layers, you're like, yeah, but we're executing this like crap. Yeah. Right. and it's great for the the broader message, but the people on the ground, the people that actually experience this, aren't experiencing the same uh, like believe results or perceived results that you're getting at the top. And it's right. it wasn't easy to get an appointment. It wasn't easy to you know the communication back to me wasn't as smooth. But that's a state problem and probably a municipality problem. But you got to have a consistent, honest message. Yeah. Right. And yes, it's, I don't know. I, I, I just kind of like bewildered and like, we can't win for losing. We have a much more competent president. We're still dealing with the whole messaging problem and how that looks on the ground and right. uh, the disconnect between the state and federal, as far as execution of anything that helps the greater good. Um not dis- well, I I am kind of disappointed and frustrated. It's like we can do a better job than this. We should be able to. I mean, there's absolutely no reason not to. Um, you know, I had a doctor's appointment last week and or two weeks ago. Yeah. In the last couple of weeks, and he had mentioned he was like, Well, you know, by these different qualifications, like you're eligible now to receive the COVID vaccine. And he was like, Would you want to sign up for an appointment? I was like, Yeah, like I'm ready to get it as soon as I can. And so he, on his computer, like pulled up and pulled up the website and typed in all my information for me and had me fill in the rest of the stuff. And he's like, all right, cool. So now they will reach out to you and let you know, you know, as soon as they have an appointment available. Um, but in the meantime, you know, you can continue to look at on Walgreens or other places where you might be able to find one sooner. And so I kept looking around here, like, you know, Walgreens will book five days out and they had nothing like nowhere within 25 miles. And I was like, this is crazy. And then I saw something on Twitter where someone was like, just look in your nearest red district. (laughs) There's plenty there. And so I realized I was like, oh, I could just book one for down at the beach and go make a weekend of it to go hang out with my parents. And so when we were down there, I was like, okay, cool. I'll look while I'm here. And sure enough, the tons of appointments at the Walgreens down there. So well, here's something really bad. What? I literally signed up yesterday and got an appointment today. Good for you. The, um, 
St- the PNC thing, you know, that yeah. they're doing over there. They texted me, I think, the day after I made my appointment at Walgreens. Oh, that's okay. So I don't feel so bad. No, you should. Like- no, it, but I had already done that, and I was like, all right, cool. Like I'm already, I'm already set. This okay. Works out. Yeah, but I don't know. It, it could be better. Like it could it, be again. It could we be. Live, but we live in freaking Disney. We do. I mean, think you like Wake County has the resources, uh, a PNC Arena parking lot, right, to be able right. to use the fairgrounds. Like if they wanted to, like they've got right. all of these different resources to be able to distribute um, the network of of Walgreens. You know, I mean, like the NC State. Um, student health center is administering vaccines and they had announced like, Hey, starting, you know, like basically at the end of the day, any vaccine doses that were unclaimed by people who missed their appointments, it'll be first come first serve for these groups of people. So like, I hear the same thing in Greensboro at the, uh, I I believe at the Greensboro Coliseum people, you can drive, well, it's like an hour 10 from here. Um, and, and I'm not trying to be, um, negative. I just kind of feel like, no, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, there's plenty of room for improvement on what we're doing here. Um, but this is, I mean, I, I also think, right, in this modern era, this is the first time we've had to deal with something, a crisis of this magnitude, right? Sure. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Um, and so it's, um, I don't know. It's, this whole thing has been so frustrating. Well, at least we don't have uh, the Cheeto King as our president. No, so there's that. There is there that. Are, there are bonuses, and I don't want to. And, and it's only been a few months. Like that's that's the thing. I you have to it, always. It keep. feels like so much longer. I I know. Which I guess in a way is good. Like it it's good that it feels like he's been gone longer than he actually has. <laughs> but yeah, it. I, it Honestly, like I, I think I needed to vent and then have you kind of be like, "It's been four months, dude. Just chill." Like Just that, chill. that, that made me feel a lot better. That's, I mean, that's why we do this, right? Yeah. Just relax. Yeah. It's not that bad. Well, we're glad you guys joined us. Um, it's it's been. Uh, we won't even talk about some of the technical issues we've had. I mean, we, we might as well because they're probably going to notice. So we we're trying yeah. something new today um, because we, as those of you probably know because we've been talking about it a lot and i've been promoting the crap out of it on our social media (laughs) channels uh we are on youtube and we were trying to figure out how do we get a better quality video and we realized that oh we can use quicktime to record our videos well (laughs) mr old computer with tiny hard drive on it over here didn't think about the fact that he's recording a massive hd file while also trying to record this so two boo-boos did not start the zoom recording until i ran out of memory space uh recording (laughs) the other one um and then secondly did not clear enough space in order to actually be able to finish the audio recording until i went back and deleted some other stuff so there might be a little blips here and there you know some star wipes some transitions those sorts of fun things but yeah we'll work it out yeah we'll we'll get there um yeah but we're super (laughs) we're super glad you joined us this is all happening uh, like real time. We are not professionals at this, but we sure do play a couple on TV. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So thanks for hanging in with us. Uh, we really do appreciate it. You can always catch us on SoundCloud, Pandora, uh, oh, Spotify, gosh. Spotify, Intune, Google Tune Play in. Music, 
to yeah apple podcast apple. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently a bunch of other ones i was looking at our pod track stats today and there's a bunch of other uh places that people are listening to us so wherever you happen to listen to your podcast we're pretty sure you can find us there yeah we really do appreciate it uh you can always send us an email at the chris and andre show at gmail.com visit our website chris and andre show.com uh, go to YouTube, subscribe, to, like all the videos, watch them all. Just put them on in the background playing and mute. I don't even care. Like, <laughs> and comment on how much you love my thumbnails because I spent like a solid five minutes designing that template. <laughs> yeah, Chris. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, like you, <laughs> wow, I'm getting old. All right. Well, we're really glad you joined us. And uh, as always, I'm Andre. And I'm Chris. <laughs> I'm just trying to end this. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>